fuck. Normally, mm-hmm. yeah, normally we got some shit, but there, yo, you know it's crazy. It, it was supposed to be a super. This was gonna be a short podcast, and it just feels like the just a bunch of shit happened. Well, not a bunch of shit happened. Just everything just get. You know what? <sighs> but there's there's still like. Honestly, to tell you the truth, there's certain things on here uh, that we're going to talk about that I really have no interest in. Like, like the Kanye stuff, I don't really care for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, before, you even, before you even started doing this podcast with us, I, I banned talking about Kanye, and he just keeps doing things. But luckily, we're going to actually have a discussion about the other part to it all right like, cool. the other parts of that the other part to like outside of that you know what you know hit the button oh, we lie? We lie. Yeah. Okay, so let's fucking start the show welcome to the not so soft podcast my name is nino rockwell and here with me today is senator naps yo you already know what it is yo all right um yeah so like we were saying before there's i just thought I don't know. A lot hasn't happened since last week. It's just things have things have developed a little bit more, and it just gives me lots of questions. Like I have questions, and now because not a lot has happened, and I've had like the last two or three weeks to like sit down with some of this shit, it just makes me look at things from slightly different angles. You know, it's like one of those situations where, in the news wise there hasn't been much stuff that you're interested in. So it gives you time to kind of reflect back on like even older pods that we did. And some of the stuff is just enhanced from the last ones to now. So it's just gives us a better way to have better discussions, to be honest. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that way. Um, so how was, uh, how was your week? Honestly, to tell you the truth, it's been interesting to tell you, uh, I did rafting out here for the first time oh, last yeah, week yeah, Thursday. Yeah. How was that? Man, I don't swim. So <laughs> Word, you don't swim? Nah, man. You, I don't know if you ever heard the story about why I don't like like pools or anything like that. Like, I stay in the shallow end. Have nah, I ever told you that story? Nah. So, um, I was supposed to learn how to swim in Jamaica. Yeah. When I lived in Jamaica. Yeah. And... As a kid, they just threw me into the deep end, right? Like, and, and I'm talking about this is like school. I was in school for this. Like, yeah, I figured they're gonna, you know, teach you how to do certain things, <laughs> whatever. Nah, the teacher just threw me into the water, and <laughs> me being the kid that I was, yeah, I was just stubborn. So he's yelling at me to like kick my feet and move my arms, and I just sat down and floated to the bottom. Like they had to like. <laughs> They, they had to like. There's like, they can't even throw in like the, you know, like the donut that they have. Yeah, they yeah, can't that, even throw that because that make that sits at the top of the water. So they you couldn't to, reach it because you were sinking. Because I was sitting at the bottom. I literally sat at the bottom of the pool. So they had to like, they had like this large pole pause <laughs> that they had to dump into the water, and then I had to grab onto that, and then they pulled me out the water that way. Yo, this nigga was stubborn and drowned himself. What is wrong with you? Yo, because the thing was, they didn't tell me that that's what was going to happen, 
right? Like, they, <laughs> Wait, didn't, like they, didn't, they didn't tell you it was about to be an A Boogie song? You just figured. Yeah, no, but they didn't even say anything like they were going to throw you into the pool to learn how to swim, right? Like, <laughs> it was literally like one day we're in the shallow end and the next day they just threw us into the pool and it wasn't even like hour-long classes where you get comfortable with the water. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> no, you don't do this, right? That was sink or swim for real. No, it was for real, for real, for real. So, like, I know how to, like, uh, what's it called? Freestyle? Is it freestyle? The Like, the name of the stroke, what they call it? Whatever. I, I, I thought freestyle um, was just, like, flap like flop around and don't drown. No, nah, it's like... Do whatever you it's, want. It's like the one where they do it in, like, the Olympics. It's the one where they're, like, swimming, like, face down into the water, and then the, their hand goes over. It's like a, like, helicopter style. Uh, okay, I, I don't. Whatever. I don't know how to swim but either. So I, I mean, like, like you're teaching me. Yeah, it's like I think that's what they call it, right? Mm. And I did. Th- I ended up doing that in like, uh, like a school competition that year, and I actually won. But like, I was. <laughs> Wait, but they, you want it, You want a school t- competition for swimming, and you can't swim. But they put me in the shallow end side. <laughs> so like. So, like, there was, like, the shallow end side and the deep end side, and we all had to jump in the water at the same time and do it and come back. Like, I, I was comfortable enough when I know, like, my feet can touch the ground. Yeah. But the moment when my feet can't touch the ground, I start to panic. Okay, okay, okay. okay like, okay. It's, it's, it's – I wouldn't even say it's, like, trauma or anything like that. It's just I get anxiety when yeah. I can't feel the ground underneath me. So okay, like okay. if I went, I went uh, a couple of years ago. I went to DR. Yeah. Uh, and we were supposed to go uh, swim with, like, swim out into the water, like snorkeling, right? Okay. And I was so determined to do it. I was like, okay, I know <laughs> I'm a, I'm a beat my fears. I'm a, I'm a conquer my fears. I got this, right? Yeah. Put on the whole, the gear that they provide you jumped off the boat, swam like maybe three feet. And I was like, my anxiety started to kick in. I had to turn oh, around man. ASAP. Like I turned around ASAP, went right back on the boat. But shout out to the, shout out to the bartender on that catamaran. Because <laughs> I may not have gotten snorkeling, but she found a way to mess me up in a very short amount of time. She made me drink Mama Juana well, every time. Well, I mean, you could, hey, listen, it's hanging out with the bartender, drowning in drinks is better than, you know. Oh, yeah, no, but it was like, it it was different because, like, I didn't know what Mama Wana was. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if you know what Mama Wana is. I don't don't know. I just just assume that it's a good time. Okay. So Mama Wana is, it's like, I guess it's a natural, like, Viagra. Like, it's supposed to get, like, your dick hard pause, right? But I didn't know that. So like I'm drinking. <laughs> so like I went to the bar. I went to the I went to go get a drink and I'm always going at that time I was only going for like rum and rum and ginger, right? Yeah. Still no ice. I'd never drink with ice. And I got my rum and ginger. And then she would tell me that I'd have to take a sip of mamawana before I could get my actual drink. So I probably had I probably crushed like twelve rum and gingers on that boat. Which means I had like twelve mamawana drinks at the on that boat. So, you know what? Don't ask no questions about what happened. All I know <laughs> is that she asked me which 
hotel I was at, and I was too drunk at that time to even tell her the right one. Ah, so, right, right, right. So, Say no more. Yeah, it just, it just wasn't a good situation for me. But you know, that's when I found out the power of Mama Ana. All right. So what I've learned, I've, I've learned a lot today. Uh, take take that, Kino. I learned that uh, Naps uh, can't swim, but he can drink some Mama Wana. Yep. What, what, and what was I it called? Well, Mama Wana. Mama Wana. Yeah. And it's like literally, it's like fermented, like it's like a fermented root strength. You know, like Jamaican roots. Oh, yeah, it's fermented roots, but then they also ferment it in wine, so it's alcohol oh. soup. Yeah, like DR, like those places, they have they have that down there. Well then, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, how was your week? Uh, not not even close to as fun. Wait, wait, wait. Hold hold on. Well, the so only thing that the happened, for, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say the only thing that really happened during that week was the rafting, which I didn't actually explain. But um, the rafting was cool. Like I got to do it with uh, my friend, her husband, and their family. Mm. Uh, I officially met like their whole family and for their wedding. So like they oh, okay. came over here, and came over to Calgary to visit them. Okay, cool. And so like. I wanted to make sure I like said hi to them before they left. And I went over like the night before we did like a, a fire pit and mm. they're like, yeah, we're going rafting tomorrow. Come if you, if you can. I was like, bet. Right. Yeah. It was good because it was slow river. So it's not, it's not like whitewater rafting where the raft just goes crazy, whatever. Okay. It's literally just slow, relaxing river. So like, you don't got to too worry about paddling. You don't got to worry oh. about much of that. Like it's more like the, current is so uh relaxing that it just mm. it's like a two out we were on the water for like three hours yeah just with a speaker in a waterproof speaker in the boat just playing music uh telling jokes all that type of stuff so like it was so it's like it's like the uh it's like the romantic walk of uh of rafting i wouldn't say romantic well not your situation my situation but if uh like if two if like a couple wanted to do something that was dope for the summer that yeah. doesn't cost too much yeah. like that would be something cool right like the only thing the only thing that sucks is that you can't have so they so cops uh they have like the police going up and down on the water and you're mm. not allowed to have uh, liquor mm. on the water so like for people that are out there for like two hours two three hours that just want to like sip in raft and stuff like that like yeah you just got to be smart about it right but all right, so than, so cops are so cops are pulling pulling people over on the water and on land. God damn. Well, they lucky for us, we never got pulled over. Yo, to tell you the truth, like if the cop wanted to pull me over, man, my hands were up, <laughs> and, and the rap is just gonna slowly go past them while they <laughs> while they speed past. Cause like I made sure to keep a paddle in my hand the whole time, cause I was like I kept putting the paddle into the water to make sure to see how deep the water was once once i was able to when i felt like the when i felt the paddle hit the ground i was like yo i'm good out here all right well yeah so you're an outdoor you're so you're an outdoorsy guy huh no i prefer to stay inside and play video games but i figured like i live in calgary and i haven't done the full calgary experience so facts every so at least like twice or three times in the summer i try to do stuff that really i don't want to do like i don't i wasn't really a hiker but like i enjoy mm-hmm. doing it a little bit more now i wasn't really 
good with rafting because like I hate water unless I'm bathing in it. And I decided to start doing it now. I'm gonna do a next one at the end of summer. So you know. Well, that's what I mean. It's the year 2020. Everybody should probably just go do a thing because the world might be over. Everyone's allergic to the air. So facts. You gotta do yeah. something different. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, real quick, I don't know why, but well, I know why. Shout out to the Houston Rockets. Both uh, James Harden and uh, Westbrook are back. Uh, Westbrook did his first practice on Wednesday, so uh, I only say that because yeah, I, like I was, I was actually worried. I thought they were gonna both be out before the before the game started. So yeah, shout out to them, and also shout out to the Denver Nuggets for that insane lineup that they started. Um, mm. I don't know if you saw the lineup. I wait, they had someone over there with Joker. So Joker's there, right? Yeah, he played point guard. Oh, word. Okay. So they had Jokic as point guard. Yeah. They had Jeremy Grant, who's a power forward at two. Yeah. They had Bol Bol, who has a seven nine wings wingspan at three. Yeah. Paul <laughs> Mills, Paul Millsap at four. And uh, Mason Plumley at five. That is, that's actually disgusting. That it sounds might, like fun, but that's disgusting. Like it might be the net, it might be the tallest start, starting lineup that's ever started in the game. To tell you the yeah, truth. and but now that I'm thinking about it, that might not go as horribly as that sounds. I didn't actually watch the game, so I don't know what the score was or how whatever. But what I did hear was that Bol Bol uh, finished with a triple double, and the uh, Triple double was in rebounds, points, and blocks. Wow, that's gross. So, I haven't confirmed it, but that's what I was told. So, like, that's crazy. I heard they're randomly, he was put on the random drug test after. (laughs) It's like when Danny Green dunked and then he got drug tested after. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, not to say at basketball too long, but um, I did have I did have a question that I did not get a chance to ask uh, when I was um, over at the chat room podcast. Yeah. Um, I did want to know where do you think? Well, now that um, uh, DeRozan wait, I think DeRozan waived his player option. Yeah. So where do you think he'll land? Okay, so it's one of those ones where you have to figure out what your value is, right? Yeah. So he is he is probably one of the best mid-range guards in the yeah. league. Yeah, facts. Right? If I was him, low-key, I would want to go to Miami. I was the, like, I know Miami would be on my short list for that. Like I'm not like like I said I'm not like a super super yeah. basketball guy but when it comes to figuring out where a piece fits that's probably the one place I excel at a as a very casual player or a very yeah. casual watcher so Miami makes sense for me but I always think about the the other part to it like the emotional part to it I don't feel like he's going to fit there just because Jimmy has Jimmy has a great career it just feels like he needs to be the alpha and wherever DeRozan goes, he's going to have to be – He's either, at this point in his career, he still has to be the alpha. I so don't – I don't know 100%. where that's going to fit. 
so I, I totally get totally get that. But I also think that if Jimmy feels like he's playing with a bunch of dogs, right? Yeah. He doesn't mind giving up the ball. And I think that's what makes him succeed in Miami, right? That it's is because true. when he was in Minnesota, he felt he could bust all of their asses, which is why he went in to practice one time and played with the bench and beat them and then left. Right? Like, yeah. He and same thing with Philly. Like, I feel like in Philly, he was like, this isn't working for me because, like, we're, we're, we should be a way better team, especially when they got, like, Tobias Harris. Yeah. And that was they, a weird they situation. Had ben Simmons, they had Embiid. And I just feel like he was like, I don't respect the people on this team except for Embiid. Right, like I feel like yeah. I can beat everybody on this team, and in Miami, it's like everybody plays defense. If you're yeah. if you're a shooter, you're a shooter. If you're a if you're a defender, you're a defender. But they're all like digging in deep for defense, and yeah. they just play like like how Pat Riley coaches. You know what I mean? Even though it's okay. Eric Spolstra, no, no, no. Pat you know, Riley I, I is the godfather saying. of yeah. the team, right? Yeah, I feel what you're saying. And okay. I feel I feel like. With that, DeRozan's managed to play with Coach, I mean, Coach Pop. And if he gets a chance to play under Pat Riley with a player like Jimmy Butler, mm. who could be, you don't know who's going to close the game that night. You know what I mean? And then they yeah, still for other have teams that would really still, good rookies. Yeah, for other teams, they would be devastating. I just figure. Like, I just look at it like there's that sort of X factor. Like, the two of them have to, like, have, I don't know, I don't know how these guys would do it. I don't know if they got to, if they got to sit down over a game of 2k or a bowl of pasta or sit in the gym or in front of the, in front of the video all day, but they would, the two of them would have to lock in and figure that part out. Cause I I think they would, I think they have to be honest with you. I think because of how many battles they've gone up against each other, that Mm. the respect level is on a different level. And that's the one that I I always look at when it comes to players, right? It's like, Mm. Who is, like, I think that, um, for me, like, a player like Bradley Beal, right? Okay. He's gained so much respect from the league because John Wall's not been there, and he's been killing. You know what I mean? And it was like, what's going to happen now that John Wall's down? All right, Beal's going to go up and give you 40 points this game. Yeah, uh, 45 this game, 30 points this game. You know what I mean? And I yeah, think just in the situation with Jimmy, yeah, with Jimmy playing with uh, with Jimmy Butler playing with Chicago for so long, there were mm. so many matchups between Chicago and Toronto yeah. where they have a lot of respect for each other. And then on top of that, you see what DeRozan and Jimmy Butler and all those players do when it comes to like Drew League and all those other yeah. leagues in the in the summertime. Yeah. Their, I think their bond is just different. You know what I mean? Like on yeah. top of that, I think on top of that, I think between the two of them, I think that they can definitely forge a bond with the whole like with the whole us versus the whole world, yeah. right? Because uh, we're still not we're still not far enough removed from from DeRozan leaving the Raptors to for him to not still feel away, which I would understand. And when Jimmy does not like some shit that's going on, he He's not, he's not shy about telling people. Jimmy so, don't I mean, like nothing. 
Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't mind that. Jimmy doesn't like nothing except country music. And I mean, like, I'm fucking with that. Like, yeah. I'm, so, I mean, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that, I think that really, that is a good fit. And I, that was on my short list for him. That's on like my top two, my top three list for where DeRozan should land. Um, when I don't take like cap space into consideration, stuff like yeah. that. And they have, and I'm pretty sure Miami has cap space for him, right? My- Miami has Miami has a bunch of rookies, uh, expiring deals. Yeah. And and uh like Jimmy Butler. Like it's yeah. one of those ones, like they have like they drafted well this year. I people thought I was crazy, but in the Eastern Conference final I have Miami and Raptors. I think wow. Miami I think Miami is going to do some, especially now that they've had time off. Yeah, I think Miami is going to is a team that people don't want to see in the playoffs. Like I think people would rather face the Raptors than they would Miami, just because of the way how Miami plays defense. They picked up Iguodala. They mm-hmm. still have. Uh, they picked up Iguodala and yeah, they are Jay a good Crowder. Yeah. Yeah, defensively, uh, they good. still have they defense. They go in, they they can play defense, and they have shooters. Like all their rookies are shooters. Yeah, and then huh. if you need a closer, Jimmy Butler is your closer. But then there's still other people that can hit shots if he needs to pass off. Like yeah, like it's 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 weird because everyone's like going between Boston, Milwaukee, Toronto for pretty much for like the Eastern Conference Finals, but yeah. I think people are sleeping on on Miami, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And I'm not I even a that. big Miami fan. I'm not I a big hate, Miami fan. I'm, I'm a fan of the, the I'm a fan of the potential, but like I said, I think I think they're just missing another another closing piece. I mean unless one of these rookies has like uh like a spicy P year, I mm-hmm. they need some sort of at least a guy that's like superstardom on his way up. Like a, a yeah, I think I think on his way I up. think I think that rookie that they have, uh, Tyler Hero, he's yeah. a he's a he gunner, yeah, and I feel like he has that potential. But I mean, but I, you just, I need you to just see don't want to put year. that. You just don't want to put all that pressure on them on their first year. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But but I think that because of the way how they are in a bubble, there's no crowd, there's no home court advantage anymore. Yeah. It's it's just a different type of game. So these, once the season starts back up and the playoff starts, I feel it's just going to be a completely different game because, like I said, no home court advantage is a is big in the playoffs. I'm gonna I, that I kind I kind of want. I'm really interested in seeing how that plays out because I've never really bought into the home court advantage as much as as much as people always talk about it. I never. But I mean, because I don't play, so I yeah. guess I don't really feel it. But then again, I mean, and the um, thing going going to a studio that you that you always record at, I okay, no, I do get it. Like, yeah, and <laughs> then think about think about and then think about like you have to if you know you have to play four games on the road if it's a seven yeah. game series, right? Yeah, you're not in front of in front of your fan base. You're getting booed at the line. People have their what you call it, their mind tricks that they do. Like yeah. every like every team has like that super fan 
that is gonna whatever yeah. it's different when you have people cheering you and you're like all right I, i'm in a rhythm right now i just hit yeah, three yeah, shots yeah. in a row i'm good right yeah compared yeah. to i missed four shots in a row now the crowd is there heckling me yeah, 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 yeah. i'm getting him to my head i gotta yeah get out of this i gotta you know what i mean like it's a different yeah, yeah. it's different that's why certain players like okay you look at jordan you look at kobe you look at those guys that's why everyone says those killer mentality because it doesn't matter if they were home or away. Like they zone out. Yeah. Their zone is just the game. Yeah. But, those niggas just black out and go. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, all right. Well, uh, now that we got that out of our system, uh, what do you want to oh, talk hold about? Hold on, hold on. I just want to say this. Seeing that you shouted out the chat room pod and we're all family oh, yeah, out sure. here. Yeah. Uh, we officially got on to dopeblackpod.com. Oh, that's so, dope. So make sure to go to dopeblackpodpods.com. And uh, we have the same link that's in our Instagram page is on there. So if you we're just showing love to that website and that Instagram page at Dope Black Pods because they're just there to promote black podcasts. So, yeah. And uh, the chat rooms of dope black, dope black Pod. So, yeah. Fuck with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Naps, where do you want to start? Because everything is, because we're doing one-on-one conversations today, everything is, everything is, everything has a slight interesting twist to it. Where do you want to start? You want to start with some bullshit? Right. You want to start let's, with some, honestly, where do you want to start? I just want, let's just start with the flavor of what just happened, right? And let's just go to the Snoop and DMX versus, because fucking between me and you, we have different perspectives of certain things. For sure. So like, I feel like that would be perfect to start for sure let's get into it uh so uh for those of you that don't know which is a lie everybody knows uh dmx and snoop dogg had an epic night on wednesday night uh where they took over the airwaves uh or the internet waves or whatever the fuck you call them shits listen they were in there playing records uh hit after hit after hit it was hit it was it was wild 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 dope um it was it was wild dope i got i got there late and i felt uh i got there late and i got right into it i've i've never watched one of the verses live ever so um oh yeah. i watched them all live so i've never watched them live the only one that i missed was the jada kiss fabulous one and i watched it that same night like I think that that's I think that's the only one that I watched live and that one no I'm lying. I watched that yeah, I watched that after as well, the same night. Yeah. So but, what did you think? Man, to be honest with you, I think Snoop has so much respect for X that he kind of went light on him in the second half. The first half he was he was going in right and mm. i was like but x was going in too and i was like oh man this might be this might be it there were so many ties i gave in the first i think the first two rounds i gave it a tie uh do you remember what the first two records were because i didn't get there until um, um until back in one piece Man, I wish I could tell you exactly. And the the Nate Dog record, there was a Nate Dog record before it, um, where Nate was uh, just was singing. Was it Lay Low? Yes, it was Lay. They, yeah, they did Lay Low, and then after Lay Low, they did uh, Back in One Piece. Yeah. 
yeah, that's when I got uh, there. To tell, honestly, man, like X, I think so. Like, I think Snoop's first song was one eight seven. Shit. Okay. Uh, I don't remember what X's first song was. But I think much- X's sec. I think X's second song was "Stop Being Greedy." Oh, that, that's what I was gonna ask. I, because when I got there, I didn't hear "Stop Being Greedy" and I didn't hear uh, "What's My Name." Oh, what's my name? Stop being greedy. What's my name? Uh, were okay. top. Uh, were first ten songs. Okay, like okay. it was because I can to the, I can see him playing "What's My Name" to open up just for you know just for uh, just for placement value because I I because. I put a lot of stock in that on the very first song being not a song that you're playing to win a point. You're just playing a good song that kind of sets the tempo. That, that's just me. I don't, Man. I don't do these verses things. So I figured that was the first song that got played. What I'll say to you, in my opinion, was I lost track of the score after round 12, I think. Um, and... I was not upset. Like mentally, I was trying to keep score. Yeah. Like I wish I, if I had a pen and paper, it'd be different. But like, yeah, I wasn't even trying to do that. Like at one point, sure. after I heard hits after hits after hits after hits, I was like, even if I was to judge this on the spot, I don't know if I could judge this correctly. Like it's one that I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch. Like it's not like. How I felt with John Legend and Alicia Keys. Like yeah. I felt Alicia Keys beat John Legend easy. Okay. But for this one here, it was hard, man. Because like at one round, I know I think you were in the you were able to watch this one. Uh it was slipping DMX against murder was the case. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I saw I like, saw a lot of people in the in the uh, chat saying murder was the case was the only way was the only counter to uh, slip in, and I don't even think that was the only counter to it. But I said this in in one of my group chats is that I feel like slipping is the equivalent to Biggie Smalls "Sky Is the Limit" for DMX. Uh, it's probably the most. I can, I can, I, I feel that. I feel that. Right. I would, I would say either sky's the limit, or um, I was thinking you were going with everyday struggle, but yeah, I could see it. I could see it because I think slipping is, it's. I think sky's the limit is the bigger track between those two. Oh yeah. yeah. No, you're right. For Biggie, right? For sure. And for X, that's one of my top three. Like he played. He played my top three X songs, which is "How's It Going Down," "Slipping," and. Stop being greedy. I'm not mad at that. And like, how's it going down? Went down. And I think Snoop felt the best way to counter it was beautiful. Which was I. I and realized I, through this, I have I slept on. Well, it's impossible to actually sleep on Snoop. I just forgot records. Oh no, he had so many records that he didn't play that yeah. I was. I at one point. I was like, I think Snoop have, because Snoop is one of those people that watch all the verses. Yeah. So I don't know if he thought that he was going to be running up to score at one point. Mm-hmm. So he kind of didn't play certain songs that I thought he would play that could beat certain songs. I think he was just, I think his respect level for DMX 
wouldn't allow him to arrange songs certain ways. Like he wasn't trying to match up. Like I knew what like Rough Riders anthem he was either gonna do uh like still Dre or Yeah um next episode, right? Yeah. But you he's a person that has so many songs with like Nate Dog and two one three and Yeah and all of those that he didn't even really go into all of them. That could have gotten him one. He didn't play sensual seduction against how's it going down. Yeah. He didn't do he I think he his respect level was so high for X. And then also with all the stuff that X has gone through, mm-hmm. I think Snoop was like, I can't run the score up on him. And I feel like, honestly, I felt that's, at one point, I felt that that's what he was doing. But X went in there with a game plan. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like at, I do feel like though at one point, X was playing records because here's the thing, DMX had to go in there with a game plan because DMX would have gone in there and played records that he likes. And I mean, there, there's, a, there's a few hits that he likes, but he would have gone in there and played like um, uh, the record that um, his man, his, like one of his guys really loved the record from his album. And just before he put out the album, he passed. Yeah. And it was on like the Great Depression. And I'm like, it's a good record, but I'm a DMX fan. Like it would it would not have worked. So I'm really thinking like they... I think that this one was a collaborative effort. I feel like they both sat down and said, I'm feeling like I'm definitely going to play these six records. And those are definitely six records you're going to play. All right. So then they just match each other and then let it go from there. Right. Cause they weren't really even communicating with their DJs. They were kind of looking over and being like, yo, and they already knew what was going to be played. So I really think that they set out to make this a celebration. And it was like, there's really yeah. no, tallying the score because as i said before i came in here on this podcast and i said i don't think dmx can lose but i didn't think dmx could lose because of the vibe that i have yeah. like that's like that like x's music is hits a certain x's music the frequency that x's music hits was basically that was it like it, there was x then there was 50 like that's kind of the lineage as far as the type of aggression i like in my music right so because Snoop doesn't actually have that aggr- like that type of raw aggression. It wasn't going to resonate with me the way that X's was, especially yeah. for how these battles are done. So the fact that they the fact that they bounced off each other so much more than I thought. Like, there's one thing to match a record and go record for record, like we normally do whenever these things come up. We kind of go, what are they going to play to battle this? They weren't. They weren't matching up. They were feeding off each other. They were bouncing off each other. This is definitely a collaborative effort with Snoop, possibly his DJ and some of his people and X and like Swiss. this was a collaborative. Like, I yeah, feel like X and I Swiss. Feel, this was a collaborative yeah. effort. It really had to be, and it was great. It was, I'm not mad. It at all. was. It w- had to be up there for one of the best verses. Yeah. This is um, for me. This is a, this is really close to beating a bounty. The only reason that it even comes close to that is because the two of them have been clashing and interacting much longer. So the fee- the way that they feed off each other is just a little bit more natural, where they can just play records and they know where the other one goes because they yeah. they're intertwined with their music so very much. With I feel like with X and Snoop, 
I feel like if if we left them alone, like if we le- if they went away for like a weekend to go hang out in LA or go hang out in Miami for like three days, I feel like we could have the conversation where this would match Beanie and Balti. Like they were just and really. The th- and the thing is, um, I, really I, th- I think with the idea of it being at Snoop's house, um, I feel like the vibe between between them because they weren't the ones that had problems with each other like when when you think of east and west right and they and they were talking about like stories about like um get at me dog was he got uh x was saying that he got it from snoop that's how he that's how he came up with the hook because he was he was hailing up snoop and snoop was like yo you gotta get at me dog and then x said that oh he was like oh snap like that's where i got it from Right, like it was one of those ones where you can tell like their respect level was way too high for each other. That's that dope. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I didn't know that either till till tonight, right? But like it was just a good battle and just a good highlight. And for Snoop, Snoop is always gonna be considered a legend, hands down. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. X X is a legend, but because of all the other stuff that came with his career, yeah, he's not held to the same regard as Snoop. And I yeah. think that for Snoop, Snoop looked at this as a way for X to really showcase that, yo, if I can keep up with Snoop, that makes me a legend. Absolutely. A it, bigger it just, legend in everyone's mind, right? Yeah, and it, re, it reasserts that. Like, it, it, just, it just reasserts that, like, fam, like... I don't know, like, X is, X was a completely different animal, and it, it's weird that people forget, like, he had a whole year, you could not move, like, maybe, maybe people that got into, really got into music after don't realize, like, X had a whole year where he was Little Wayne, like, oh, for yeah. a year, like, I don't, like, it's hard to kind of grasp that, and to think, and to think, like, X was like that and X never he didn't he didn't have to sing. He didn't like he didn't he didn't get off the dirt bike. He did not stop barking. He did like like he ne- he never stopped all being that, him. All so. that's all that stuff. And if you were even even if you wanna think about it from a different aspect, like X wasn't a good actor, but like X was in these movies that were considered yeah. hood classics. Like yeah. it's one of those it's one of those ones where it's like we know the audience is gonna be big for this, right? Yeah. People are gonna go in with the mindset of yo, Snoop is gonna wash X. Because that's what I was hearing a lot, right? That, I, that, I think I think maybe that's the reason why I rode so hard for X pause. Because yeah. I just I just could I couldn't understand. I like I could not understand that narrative like i get it like i don't know it was just for me it was just like this is much closer than any of you people are really realizing like i'm not gonna sit here and say like uh i can't say that x is gonna win because i mean even when we look back on it i mean i enjoyed the verses but money power respect four three two one those weren't those those weren't the ones to get played like he he didn't he he has enough in the he had enough in the tank to not have to play those records right but it's it's true but like it was like to me at one point 
in my head, I was like, honestly, if these guys just played It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Doggy Cell, like those two albums for the yeah. 20, 20 tracks, you know how big of a legend these guys would be even considered? Because that's literally just songs off of one album. But like, at the same time, I was like, that's crazy to think about it that way. But those are two classic albums. Nobody can yeah. deny those albums. Like those Fast. albums were classic, right? Absolutely. And then on top of that, you add on individual singles and, and uh, features. And like Snoop didn't even really go into his feature bag too much. He, yeah, he really like, didn't. He, he stayed with a lot of the mainstay ones. Yeah, like he could have gone into his feature band and bag and really went crazy. Like it's just... Yeah. It was just one of those ones where I was happy to see it because X has this aura about him mm. and Snoop has this aura about them, about him. So it's like you had the aggress- aggressive rapper versus the calmer rapper that still cool. made gangster music. Like, yeah, yeah it, that, was, it was, it was yeah. really fucking... As much as I said that I hate this matchup and they did it for symmetry, now that I see them interact... I still, I still, I still maintain that it was, it was, it's more of a symmetry thing, but it works so much better than I gave Swiss and Timbo yeah. credit for. Yeah. It, so well, shout out to Swiss and Timbo for that absolutely. one, because to me, honestly, the battle was dope and absolutely. it was a great highlight of the Wednesday night. Yeah. I still am going with my point that I made last week that I think that uh i would have really loved to see fat joe versus snoop like the person from the east yeah yeah as fat joe to face the person from the west snoop and i think that because they're both kind of calm like they're calm people but they make that gangster rap i can see i can see that that the cemetery the cemetery would have been a little bit like more organic at the same time i can see that i respect the fact that x was the person there because the whole or the whole battle was dog versus dog and you can't really think yeah. of you can't really put any dog higher than snoop and and dmx yeah except for rest in peace snake dog and Absolutely. no but and nobody at that point even with snoop i think if snoop knew he had to go with a versus against nate because of all the hits that nate has been on I think even Snoop would feel a little bit of a problem to face Nate. So, like, the only other dog that you could really go up against is X, and I just loved how this battle went now. Yeah, I, I loved it. And I also loved the fact that there was so much representation for Nate Dog. Like, yeah. that was great. Like, I, that was great. Um, this, this definitely, and, and also this battle really does let me see I now understand how people's sales can go up after a battle. Cause oh, definitely. I am, I am not, I'm not versed well enough in Snoop Dogg at all because when he, I don't remember what the record was that he got up and he started spitting it word for word. Like he was like, he was 25 again. Um, the ver- uh, what was it? I don't, I don't know what the fucking song is. All I know is the shit was fire. I'm going to go and check a list and find out what the fucking song was. I think was... the song that you're thinking about was the one that was, it was one of those ones that were on Doggy South, to tell you the truth. And that, and that was, like, that was like 19-year-old Snoop. And 
and yeah, that I'm album. Enough credit. Man, I'm, if you play that album from beginning to end, the feel to the album, the beats to the album, it was like uh, everyone knows that album for like Murder with a Case Sin and uh, What's My Name, Gin and Juice. Yeah. But like the track that didn't make it that big, like that big, yeah. but we're still on that album. That album was immaculate for the time especially the time that it came out yeah. it was it was i mean man. the way you're the way you're describing doggy style makes me yeah makes me i i definitely want to go back and listen to it because i know uh between it's i, I really don't even need to but i'm going to between it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of my flesh blood of my blood it's those both of those albums might be flawless yeah I still, they were, for me, there was a few skippable on Flesh of My Flesh. And there yeah, was no, no, no yeah, skippable yeah. on It's Dark and Hell is Hot. And that's the way, and that's the way how I feel about Doggy Cell. There's no yeah. skippable songs on those ones. Like, if you, if you just play it and you're just, and it, it was like, you know how we talk about Future and like Gunna and those guys where yeah. you have to be outside yeah. to really feel it? Yeah. If you put on like doggy style or it's dark and hell is hot and you're driving, that feel to it is different. Like you have to yeah. be outside even to this day to yeah. really take in those albums. Yeah. Like it's just fact. it's just one of those things. So like shout out to Snoop, shout out to X, shout and one of the biggest things that I think too is we have to shout out X because there's so many celebrity stories that we hear about like these suicides all this other stuff yeah like the pressure of being celebrity and all that yeah. stuff and we know x's past we've heard about x's past we've heard rumors about x's past x was going and, x was going x has been going x is still x has been fighting demons his whole i wanted to say whole career but i feel like his whole life he's been fighting demons yeah and, he's he's just a testament to never giving up because he's we've seen dark times that are like it's it's television like this is this is the stuff that they make movies out of and and cautionary tales and yet dmx is like standing there and still having fun he we watched him hang out with a dude that he respects uh the 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 um the story he was telling where he was like yo niggas gotta write their pain like write yeah. your pain um right before the, the, right after slipping and yeah. mur uh, murder, was, murder the case. was the case like, um i think yeah. it was either before that or after that like the 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 banter back and forth talking about the <laughs> like, he's like yo new york niggas like yo all of california is la like yeah we don't know nothing um and then there was that and then there was uh the one that stood out to me where he was like, normally, like back in the day when I was performing this record, my shirt would be off. I take my shirt off, but that's not happening this time. Like it was just, it was, it's a like it's amazing to see like, especially for me, it's amazing to see DMX this guy, this this guy that he did like. I mean, his music, his music, like his music vibrates with me. But I mean, he definitely was when I first saw him. I'm like, I don't know which older cousin this guy is, but he's definitely my older cousin. Like, he's the one that, you know, that in... Anyway, so, I mean, just to see him go from, like, that older brother, older cousin, or or OG on the block feel all the way down to, like, this 
older uncle still OG, like, giving you game straight up. It's the contrast between him and Snoop makes so much more sense than I realized. And I also think, like... I can't say that enough. I think that the support that Snoop is known for giving, having him in the presence of uh, X when it comes to something like this, where you could be super competitive and at the same time there's that respect level yeah. that the internet isn't going to clown you that bad. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah. when when lose or draw X1 to me. Yeah. And it's not yeah. because of the fact of the music played, it's because of where he is in life. Him actually being able to be there and yeah. he may be older than Snoop, but like because Snoop has been like a mentor and helped so many of the younger generation, I feel like them having him in the room with Snoop, it's just love because Snoop is yeah. all about that love now, right? Yeah. And X has been always, X has been trying to change his life to be about love, but then he relapses. Well, X, so, uh, the X, X is about love. It's just, it's hard love. Like a nigga got a heart of gold with a hole in it like that's yeah. that's and then DMX, having right? it so, having it in the presence of somebody that's just that's everything comfortable they with do with just all love like they yeah. don't care how they come off on the internet they don't care yeah. how whatever yeah. i'm here to show love to these people yeah. did a song with eddie murphy when yeah. he was snoop lion like you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's such a blessing for x to be in that presence compared to another presence you know what i mean so i feel like that was a perfect situation for him so yeah. and shout out shout out to both of them shout out to swiss shout out for timbo shout out to timbo for putting that together because yeah, honestly absolutely. it was a great great night honestly one of my absolute favorites i i feel like yeah i feel like beanie bounty is number one a and this is number one b i like yeah. that's how yeah. good this was and this i was feel great. bad because i had uh Alicia Keys and John Legend up there. And as like a guy that loves R and B, yeah. That was up there for me. But like for sure. After seeing this, it just it got bumped down one notch. Not a lot. It got yeah. bumped down one notch. So. Which is gonna the and another thing I'm really glad I'm really really glad they keep putting out these uh amazing versus battles because then that just means like the next one is either going to be just as incredible or more incredible or it's going to be hilarious so i mean right, either so way we're in for a good time so here's my question for you so somebody so i didn't watch it on instagram mm. i watched it on uh apple music yeah to tell you the truth it was a lot clearer on there the only difference is it's delayed compared to instagram yeah so in my house uh they were watching it on instagram in the living room yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could hear the songs coming up, and I was a little upset, so I had to turn up my TV a little bit louder, <laughs> like, like whatever. But so Maya says she wants the verses. <laughs> I'm with it. And I said, if she wants a guarantee win, she needs to face Sunshine Anderson or <laughs> or Blue Blue Cantrell. <laughs> All right, that's a dickhead move because Maya has more than one record. Blue Cantrell's got one. Which is why I know that she'll definitely win. (laughs) But, like, who would you match Maya up with? Um, I definitely have to, like, 
I have to think about that. Like, I have to think about that. Because Maya has more records than... Maya has, Maya has a couple of good... Maybe Carrie Hilson. Carrie's I a, think Carrie, that's an actual good one. I did not even think of her, to tell you the truth. Yeah, maybe Carrie Hilson. Because, I mean, the thing is, unfortunately with that, I feel like... I feel like if you're not, like, a super fan of the two of them, yeah. then you might not enjoy it as much. They might have to just do 10 or it might have to be Carrie Hilson and friends and Maya and friends or, or it might have to be her before our actual battle. Like it has to be like the pre battle before the battle. Like, yeah. It would because have to be like Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. And then you, you know what? Here, here's Hilson the thing. And Maya that, above. I would, I think I want that four way. That's what I think I want. I want, I, that's what I want. I want that four way. I want all four of them to be hanging out drinking Moscato or whatever the fuck that women drink when they get together. And yeah, just like in between records, popping shit, singing each other's records and stuff like that. And they can each play 10 records, extend this shit out. But I mean, I, I, I gotta be honest. I do not want to see 20 records of Maya versus 20 records of Carrie Hilson only because my, like I said, I, I think Maya, I think Maya's uh, underrated for the type of records that she oh, makes. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, but also Carrie Hilson. Carrie Hilson is also very talented and underrated, but the problem is Carrie Hilson's got, like, a known pen. So yeah. if she gets backed into the wall, she'll just, she's just going to start pulling out that pen Go game. Go for her pen game, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not going to work for Maya unless she's but been penning shit that I don't know about. But here is the thing that would work towards Maya's case in that one. Um, people always thought that Carrie Hilson hated on Beyonce, which is mm. the beehive. Yeah. Pretty much got her out of here for a while. So if, do you think that if they announced like Maya versus Carrie Hilson, that those, the beehive that was around when she was popping and then they got rid of her, mm. they might just flood there just to give Maya the win. Because the beehive uh, j- just doesn't forget shit. So bee, I, I think I think the fanatic side of all of these. Well, you know what? Hold on, because I haven't pressed the button in a while. Let me first off by saying, man, fuck the stupid ass beehive. Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing I want to say. Now I want to mention that I am a part of the beehive, but the productive side, and I did not get a chance to press that button in a while. Um, I like I kind of I don't really buy into the whole idea that the beehive got her out of here. I do think that she had a couple of missteps and what was in front of us was the beehive. Um, But I don't think they really got her out of here. I think she I think she had a couple missteps with what she was doing. Plus, she had some personal shit going on. And uh, but that's the same thing. with. She had some labels. That's the same thing with. Ja Rule though. Yeah, that, so, that's like, exactly what I was gonna say. Like we look at it because that's like that's a sexier story to talk about than uh than uh like yo what, the feds really, bust in the yeah, door the feds, and like said, yeah, yo, the feds, we're done. The feds were there and told you you can't record anything, you're facing yeah. federal charges, you're so all this other stuff, right? Exactly. But I mean like I don't think the beehive got out of here, but I mean also, at the same time, I think the beehives, the beehives getting older. The beehive is all millennials, and the millennial millennials have lost their edge when it comes to Gen Z. Gen Z, they're the chaotic ones. Oh, they yeah. are the ones that yeah. will show up and beehive the place up. But I don't think there's enough of them, or they're they're not they're not they're not a part of the as invested beehive. anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So if anything, 
I mean, I say all that to say, like, I mean, it could happen, but me personally, if Maya's really looking for a battle, that's kind of maybe someone of that caliber, that's where the battle should be. And if if the whole idea that Carrie Hilson might have um, might have a disadvantage because of the beehive, because of how that went, if anybody did take that seriously, then I really do hope that uh, Swiss and Timbo, because I know they listen to this podcast, so I really of hope that they, they steal my idea and like put all four of those women together. Maybe after another high high profile woman battle. Just give me the Usher versus Chris Brown battle, please. Like that's the only battle right now that I am still invested in. And man, I came up with a 20, I think it was 21 or 22 song track, track list that I think that uh, between Usher and Chris Brown. And at the end of it, I don't even know who won. Like I had, like I took my time to really come up with what 20, I was trying to do 20, but I couldn't. Man. Yeah. And I was like, what 20 songs would he play during a versus? And what 20 songs Chris Brown played during the verses to match up with those ones. I even did like the flip when it came to when they had to change who goes first. Okay, okay. Man, it's, man, it's hard, yo. Like that, like everyone, like everyone, a lot of people that I heard are saying uh, Chris Brown has way too many songs. Yes, Chris Brown might have released a lot of songs within the past couple of years. But that doesn't mean that that goes against the classics that Usher has. Like, and it and, also it also doesn't wash away the classics that Chris has. He's just he at right now Chris's or at least the last two albums Chris has been super focused, laser focused on work, and that's the way I like him. Like that's 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 oh, the yeah. way I like it. That's the way I like that's the way I like my fucking chaotic artists. If you're gonna be chaotic, if you're going to if you're if you got a lot of shit going on, do like X said, write your pain, like write your way out of this, create your way out of this. Um, segue your way out of this because uh, we can stay with the verses all day, but if we're talking about yeah, I know. I know if we're talking about yeah, the way yeah. you're going. If we're talking about chaotic chaotic artists that all right, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just get to Kanye. Yeah. Let's, let's just let's get to Kanye. Get to yeah. um, okay, so <clears throat> for those of the for those of you that don't know, which again, you've got to know by now, uh, Kanye uh, held his first uh, rally, uh, his first presidential rally in uh, where was it? Charleston, North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Um, and he said a few things. He said a few things, and I learned that I, I saw them in the wrong order. The first thing he actually said was the stuff about uh, North and, uh, yeah, that stuff. So for those, all right, so just a quick rundown for those that don't know. So Kanye West got up there, and he basically talked about the fact that he is pro-life versus pro-choice. Um, and uh, he had... Uh, he, he basically, he broke down in tears for a little bit, talking about how his father was too busy for him, and uh, thank God that his mother did not abort him, so I guess that's the reason why he's about pro-life. Um, he also said that at some given point, I guess, paraphrasing here, that he basically, the I, he was, I guess he played with the idea of aborting North, and uh, Kim wasn't about that. Um, could You can miss me with, actually, let's, let's start there. What right. I don't really know what to ask. I don't I don't think I have a question. 
I just kind of, I'm confused. I'll say, I'll say this, right? In my, in my past, mm. before, um, I, so somebody I was talking to got knocked up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I wanted to keep the baby. Yeah. And the, and she didn't. Okay. Right? So it, it leads to a difficult conversation. Right, yeah. it leads to a really difficult conversation. But um, she ended up getting an abortion, and it was such a different thing for me because that's the first time I've ever gone through something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult situation when both of you aren't, both part parties aren't on the same page. Today, do I do I look back and be like? man, like, I really wish I still had that kid. Yes, right? Mm. But at the same time, do I look back and be like, a lot of my life experiences hasn't caused me to understand the fact that me having a kid at that certain time too would have been messed up for not just me, but for a child? Yes. Because I went through a lot of hardships after that situation and I would never want to bring a child into a world where if I can't support myself properly, how can I support somebody else? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to bring a child into, or you should be bringing your child into a situation where it's nothing but love, nothing but, um, nothing but love and being able to provide them with a better situation than what you grew up with. And my situation growing up wasn't bad. It just, they would have ended up in a worse situation than I grew up in. You can, so, you can all, people can always improve on the situation that they had. I mean, yeah. there's, there's no such thing as too much love or, you know, or like there's nothing wrong with more love, right? Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I, get, I feel you. I get what you're saying. And it's just, a, it's just one of those ones where it's like, it's just one of those ones where even in their situation, just because you have, and I think a lot of people just look at it from a different thing. They're like, yo, you have all this money. How can you, what's the problem, right? Yeah. Money, doesn't, money doesn't bring happiness. Like we're in, everybody's in search for more money. But then you notice that a lot of people that get a lot of money, they start going crazy because they don't know what to do with the money. They don't know who to trust anymore. They don't know all this other stuff. You hear people getting robbed of their money. People like whatever. People, yeah, um, th- things change. Like, like I really think that like yeah. money. I don't feel like money changes people. Money just amplifies who you things. are. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if you if you were a little off before, like it, it it's it's just like listen. If you're a little off before when you were on the block, I mean you're off. It's a whole different story if I pick you up and I place you in a position that you really should not be. So, exactly. I mean, if I, the, the guy, the, that nigga in the hood, that that's, you know, he's a bit of a wild boy, like, go ahead and take him and put him every night instead of going to, instead of going down the street and getting pizza, like now, now put him in fancy restaurants every night. Fam, fancy restaurants is not going to stop me from wilding the fuck out when they get the order wrong. Oh, hands down. No. So, I mean, like, it, between, might, make me, it might make me do 
crazier thing. I might throw the hot pizza on to the waiter just because I know I have the money that if they wanted to sue, I could pay it off. Like yeah, and I'm, and niggas isn't even thinking about that. They're thinking yeah. like bigger gats, more friends, like you know, like bigger chains. Like, and I mean, we're getting we're getting to a, a different place, but I mean, like it. And I'm sorry, go on. No, but I'm saying it all goes into the same thing, right? Absolutely. Like people, people look into people look and be like, "Oh, it's these are multi-million-dollar people. Like, why wouldn't How want to keep it, or why yeah. why wouldn't thing?" But at the same time, it's like, no, that's not. A, if one thing, if one thing we can learn, if one thing we can learn over these past couple of weeks, mm. for the people that aren't taking in like the moral of a lot of the stories, yeah, is that. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you have the same. You don't have the same situation that a poor person has. Like Facts. the entanglement situation with Jada. Facts. That happens. That happens with poor people. Facts. The, the abortion conversation, whatever that he brought up, that happens with poor people. Like Those are we real, have, yeah. we have the same problems. The only thing that people, the only reason why certain people are more invested than other people is because they have a bigger following and they have bigger a bigger platform. Exactly. Now, if they if they were just two people from the block, we wouldn't really care. We would not give a fuck. We not give a flying fuck. And I mean, that's I think I think that's the I think that's what makes some of this stuff interesting. I mean, it's the first time that I'm having these type of conversations with certain people because it's the first time that it's on a platform where it's like, what the fuck? Like niggas is asking me, what the fuck is Kanye bugging about? I'm like. Thug. Like having a kid is stressful. It doesn't fucking matter how much money you got. You know what I'm saying? Like having a kid is stressful. So for him to be saying that, it's like, I mean, I get it. I think, I think it, I think that's not really necessary on that particular platform. No, because, no, 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 no. And also, we got to understand, like, that's not really necessary on that particular platform because you are. The idea is that you are running for the most powerful seat in the United States and arguably, depending on who you're arguing with, uh, one of the most powerful seats in the world. I mean, if that's the case, I don't give a, like, and I mean, again, on a, as a huge, no, I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a second, but yeah. Nino Rockwell does not give a shit if you thought about aborting North. And I know that sounds like that sounds a lot harsher than I mean it to be, but at no, the end not. of the day, it's, yeah. it's like I don't know him, I don't know him, and I don't know Kim, and I don't know their child. Like God, that you know, God bless them, but I mean, God bless them just as much as like the guy that runs the dry cleaner that I went to the last time that I had that I went to a destination wedding. I don't know that nigga. I don't want it, his his shop to burn down. And if you, if Naps, if you told me, hey, remember when that wedding we went to and you, your dry cleaner, oh, that tailor, he passed away. I'd be like, oh, shit. Moving on. Like, I mean. Like, there's not a, the, the, the thing is, I think people's fandom makes them way more emotionally invested than they're supposed to be, right? Like, he has built himself up to have a solid fandom. And a solid bunch of stands, right? Yeah, they they are they and are they 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 live in that that uh, eccentric beehive place right now. Yeah, because a lot of niggas not making a lot of sense right now to me. But no, and the thing is, I'll, from one week to the next, the way how people's mindset has changed compared to like for what you're used to hearing is that 
they'll make excuses for why they're so invested in one person over the other, but then they don't sit down there and be like, all right, they don't give this a next person the same pass that they gave the other person. And like, I don't want to jump topics real quick. Right. Mm. Oh, but we're staying here, but yeah, it's ahead. no, but I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. we look at a person like Nick Cannon, mm. right. Mm. Who we talked about last week about the anti Semitic thing, but we didn't go into details about it because I didn't have all the details, right? Yeah. yeah. But then he went to learn from a rabbi. Several. Like he went, he went and he talked to rabbis, right? Yep. But people were, but his own culture was starting to turn on him a bit, right? And we're talking yeah. about the guy that we're talking about the guy that invests in black stuff. Absolutely. Is wilding out as much as it was owned by Viacom, which I was very <clears throat> shocked that he didn't go back to make sure he got the own the ownership the of IP. it. Yeah. But if you look at that cast, each year it's a diverse cast, but it's majority black. Yeah. The guests that he brings on are majority black. His yep. pot his radio show was majority black people that he brought on there like he was trying to teach he was trying to help he was trying to elevate his own people yeah i was gonna gonna say like i was gonna say like there's a because you you also have a lot of these a lot of these koofy wearing fake woke people that'll say yeah but they're on there doing your mama jokes and and pulling each other's wigs off and talking about the and talking this and talking that i'm like i i don't think you understand like one that there are certain things that are culturally ours. Snap, snapping back and forth, that is culturally us. If other cultures do it as well, great, but that is culturally black, at least yeah. African-American. That, yeah. is, that is a thing that we do. Now, with that being said, the things that he was investing in, it's not only just black. He wasn't just, uh, he wasn't just doing mama jokes and rapping. Right. It yeah. wasn't just surface level stuff. There were there were actual things that were investing in the actual culture. He was speaking about things that enlightened that would enlighten the culture and the 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 group that it touches. Even if we're talking about I mean, even even if even if we don't agree. Even exactly. if we don't agree, even if we think what he said was anti Semitic, this man literally just taught us how to apologize in public we we don't get that every every other every other person that i've seen so far that has apologized in public there there's a sway on whether or not it's authentic or not whether it not is he as a man because i said that before like i can't i can't do anything but respect it if he if he didn't apologize he took his time to apologize and apologize for what he knows was wrong he he didn't apologize for reading something believing in it and then saying what he believed he apologized for it you know what maybe i've read something and i don't have all of the information so i apologize for telling you guys early but i'm going to go and learn this other information and not only that it's not he he didn't run off and say yeah i talked to some rabbis and i learned some information he's like no I talked to some rabbis and I learned some stuff and I'm going to continue talking. I'm going to continue learning. I'm going the to Kaepernick of Kaepernick effect where he f- tried to find out the best way to protest the national anthem and soldiers told him and people that were veterans told him that you should kneel. And that's what he did. And then they converted what he was trying to do into a whole different movement. Like it's, 
And the getting back to Kanye, this is what I'm saying. Because we're so invested and we were so quick to be like, not we, as in me and you, yeah. but people in the culture were so quick to turn their back on Nick Cannon. But they will quickly publicize anything Kanye, right? And I'm like... And sensationalize anything I'm like, Kanye. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Okay, so Kanye's done his business stuff are always with white people, white businesses. That is a fact. He gears pretty much everything to he gears to be accepted by white people. Absolutely. So then, all of his heroes that he champions all the time are always white people, right? And then when he came up with that outrageous statement, and <laughs> I know what I know the the Harriet Tubman statement, right? Yep. It's like. Why are we still paying him attention? This is what he wants. This and like, is, it's, is, it's almost as, sorry, sorry, Neil. Let me yeah, just no, finish this one point. Yeah, yeah, go. It's almost as bad as Homeboy to me. And it's not like to okay. the level of, okay, uh, what Homeboy did, what Homeboy did was outrageous, right? Yeah. But what people keep falling back for Kanye to do to me is just as outrageous but not on the same level. Like there's different levels of what it is, but it could still be outrageous. And I look at if an album's about to come out, if I need to do some sort of promotion, if I got to get myself out there, there's always some issue where he goes on a rant and all this other stuff yep. before it comes out. And I'm like, why are we still buying into the same crap? It's been the same crap for about five years. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what? Being being a fan of just being a fan of chaos because I am like I'm a fan of I like chaotic artists when my artists are crafty with their chaos. Like Fifty is very crafty with his yeah. chaos. Even Jay Z is pretty crafty with his chaos. Um, Andre Three Thousand, Eminem, they're all very they're all very crafty with how they use the chaos around them. And they're, and the guys that I mentioned, for the most part, their chaos comes from their artistic side, yes. right? When, when their art meets the marketing company, I mean, when the art meets yeah, the marketing team and all of a sudden things click, it, it, it gets a little nuts and it can go the right way. Now, with Kanye, I'm a cynical fan of Kanye West. Yeah. I am a fan of Kanye West's... Uh, of, of, I'm a fan of what I'm a fan of with Kanye West music. Everyone tells me about the college dropout was. I'm like, graduation is my album. Graduation, dark twisted fantasy, every everything else I don't really care about. There's there's records that are good and I I don't care. Those are my two classics. I now, think it's I think it's more of an emotional attachment that people have. Like for I, me, see, like for me, like uh, spaceship. Yeah. I have an emotional attachment to spaceship, and the reason why I have an emotional okay. attachment to spaceship was because I used to work overnights at the grocery store. Yeah. And that's what I felt like that so and to pimp, fly away. Yeah, that and to pimp a butterfly. Those were my that was like the music I would listen to when I was there. So for me, those you. are always gonna be like high regards to me. But like I, I haven't bumped a Kanye album seriously since <sighs> Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. I was gonna say like I played all of the lights like not even seven hours ago, but my my whole thing is because I'm because I'm cynical. 
And because I'd like to think that I'm semi-savvy when it comes to marketing and stuff like that, as far as music and artists are concerned, for me, I, I recognize the chaotic nature within Kanye. Kanye West loves the, I'm sorry, I don't want to say it like this. I think Nicki Minaj loves attention right? Not that I don't think it's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. How it affects her career is whatever it is. But I think she likes attention, right? She's a talented artist. So when she does something she feels like is talented, the more eyes that look at it and gravitate towards it positively, positively is something that makes her feel good. That's normal, right? Now, I only use her as a comparison for this because if, if Nikki puts something out and it doesn't hit, even though all eyes are looking at her, she she tends to flounder out and go back to the drawing board as far as music is concerned, right? Yeah. Kanye West is a little bit different because Kanye West is a he is a creative chaotic. He has so many things going on, right? The music, the fashion, the the deals on the other end, um, whatever Kim's doing, whatever whatever good music is doing as a whole, he has his hands all in. Right. Um, then there's all of the other plethora of, of creative things that this guy wants to do, because I, I have no doubt that he wants to make spaceships as well. Like not just the song. Yeah. Um, so when I look at it like that, it's because and because we sensationalize things when comic when Kanye is on his promo run and all those eyes are looking at him, if the music doesn't hit the right he spews off at the mouth the other idea he has. The problem is he has no filter. There, I get like that too on this podcast all the time. I get ready to say something that's not correct. It does not come out right. That's not what he means to say. So kind of going back to what he was saying about the whole um, Harriet Tubman thing, I understand what a lot of the stands are saying and what they assume he meant. And to be perfectly honest, when I, I, I saw the same clip that you guys did um, in our group chat yeah. and I, I said the statement there where I was like, I want to see the whole video because I feel like Kanye, because Kanye is a writer. He articulates himself well in music and he does not seem to look like he articulates himself he? well speaking. I mean, That's my question. Has, does he? I th I think like, he does. I think he I had. Think, I think, think the, he had. I think uh, the old Kanye did. I don't think. So, the reason that, why true. I can't listen to his music anymore is because I feel like there's nothing that he's actually saying. So, like, okay, yeah. The the music that he put out that whether you want to say graduation, college dropout, late registration, yeah, yeah, fantasy. You could listen to it and you resonated with something, right? Yeah. Everything else to me that he's put out, there's nothing to resonate to. It's like, I mean, it's like, he was making a, he was, he was saying something in uh, Yeezus. That's a stretch, but I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, it's just like, it's one of those things where we're talking about the difference between having money and not having money, right? Mm. When you're, when you're middle class or even lower class, right? your problems that you're hearing about are complete. You resonate to problems that you feel, right? Yeah. Which is what all those albums before, I mean, yeah, before uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy, you could resonate with them. Like they connected with you, right? Mm. It, it was like once he got to a certain financial situation, 
instead of telling the problems that were real problems, he started going on these tangents of situations that had nothing to do with that couldn't really resonate with his fans. Like when the time when he said he was broke and like, I think it was for the Yeezus line or whatever. Yeah. And he was broke, but he needs like $53 million. Right. Like, yeah, you got people in the hood that are, that, just want they need like fifty three dollars. Yeah, you 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 got people not, in the hood that not, are looking at the, like the the serb money that comes out, right? I would not. I would not and, turn down fifty three dollars earlier today. I needed fifty three dollars earlier earlier today. I yeah. needed that. So like, it's a different thing, man. Like it's it's one of those ones where, and that's the reason why I can't. T- like I really don't even really like talking about Kanye. If it wasn't for this podcast, I would never talk about Kanye. Hey, if it it's wasn't for this podcast, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't speak on him either. But I, well, no, that's a lie. Just because I'm I'm talking about him now, just because I find that the only good thing he's doing right now is he's he's bringing to light certain things, right? So I mean, the, one of the things that he brings to light for me is I always I'm always wondering at what point do we start forgiving people, right? This not necessarily okay. Kanye, yeah. but. But actually, no, we can use them here. At what point do we start forgiving people? Because somebody says something way in their past, they say an awful tweet, and we say, you know what, cancel them, or don't cancel them, whatever, there's a debate about it. But I mean, at what point do we start forgiving them? Kanye brings to me a new thing that I've realized with myself is, which is, at what point do we stop giving credence to someone's genius? Because say whatever you want, or a Kanye fan or a Kanye hater, or whatever they are, they can say whatever they want. But at a certain point, Kanye was a musical genius, whether it's producing, arranging, just oh, no, his hands brain. Out. Yeah. Great. But my whole thing is, at what point do I let your musical genius overlap everything else? That's where I- the problem lies, right? Because we have individuals that are, that are very creative geniuses right yeah and then we hold then we have scales so i think people's fandom has scales to what it is right and we've and this has been way before kanye For so sure. i'm not trying to i'm not trying to just put it on kanye biggest example r kelly yeah right that's the biggest example i can think of at this point and his music connected with everybody yeah. that people just ignored like Step in the Name of Love was one of the biggest songs yeah. played at everybody's wedding. And that was that was well after we found out documented. Yeah. And it's like are you like so it's one of those ones where it's like as as people, right? We have to start looking at everything properly, right? You can't cancel somebody. You can't attempt to cancel somebody off of a tweet but then you're still supporting another person that that has done far worse. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's either you're going to support them all or you're not going to support any of them. And the problem problem with that, it it rejects their show your bias, like own your fucking bias. You have to, you have to admit it. You have to admit it. 
because that that is one thing like i've i got recently i've had a conversation and i got caught that way and they're like well how do you say this about this person this about that person i tell them because i'm a fucking biased person like i like that person like i and that's know a, them and personally. that's the one thing i like them i don't I know think, them so i don't care but and i think that with the not so soft podcast the one thing that nobody can ever say about you and you own it is the fact of your bias towards certain people. Like you will like going into versus battles, you'll be like, I am biased towards this person. So like yeah. we talked about the Alicia Keys John Legend. And yeah. came out and said, I'm biased towards John Legend. Like, I am. Whatever, right? If so, you're gonna if you own your biasness, people can't people can't say you're fake woke because you're honestly and you're living in your truth. Yeah. You're honestly not, and- admitting. And not only that, I think that when you when you own your bias, it's a lot easier to spot your own bias, and it's a lot easier. So, using that example with Alicia Keys and and John Legend, I walked into that very bias with John Legend, but it forced me to listen to Alicia Keys more and be like, "Holy shit, I've been sleeping on." Her. I think every every verses that I've been biased, I have been heavily sleeping on the other person, and yeah. it makes me appreciate them. And I mean. I, I know where my bias lie. And I feel like a lot of people need to know where their bias lies. So kind of going back to Kanye, like let's kind of wrap this up because he yeah. is, we do talk about him way too much. Like, the, the bias that are there is at the end of the day, if Kanye West meant to say something like positive, like meant to say, hey, listen, Harriet Tubman didn't actually free the slaves. She just took them to work for other white people. Yes, that is true. But you won you have been you have been way too clever people way too many people call you a genius and you have been far you have you have written or at least green lit people writing for you much more clever bars you can take the time to figure this sentence out yep this and i just want i just want to say you figure it i just want to say that harriet tubman's family responded As, as they should i hope they took his fucking head off and pretty much said like if it wasn't for people like Harriet Tubman, you'd still be a slave at this point. Well, he and, is, but, I, they, and, but he but is. Not, but they like, they took they took the they took the high road out. So I appreciate that. Shout out to them for and, yeah yeah. It's just one of those things. Like I don't even really want to talk about Kanye anymore. To tell you the truth, all I want to say when it comes to him at this point right now, right, is yeah. that if if everyone's still falling for the regular rollout. Like, I can't, man. Like, if he has, if an album comes out within the next two weeks, supposedly an album's supposed to come out today. But I mean, who cares? I, like, I don't, I don't care. I, I'm I, not I, gonna I feel like to it. I feel I feel like that's where I'm at. Like, even the fans that will bypass all this stuff, have arguments online in barbershops and all, like wherever. When when they bypass all this stuff, you guys are not getting dark twisted fantasy. You're not you're not getting you're not getting dark twisted fantasy. So what are what like what did you do this for? You did this and for nothing. The, for the nothing. person that is is a genius will not give you genius content. So you se- you you sell yourself, the culture, your race. Your even your honestly even your humanity because and, and and also you sell your humanity short because at the end of the day if little Jimmy is walking down the street and has Tourette's and starts cursing I'm gonna look at him funny until someone goes hey you don't have to look at him like that he has Tourette's I say oh 
God bless him. And I'm going to make sure that the, 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 the car that's moving fast doesn't hit him. But yep. once he, once he gets, once he goes to where he goes out of sight, out of mind, I'm gonna keep it pushing. I got stuff to deal with. I mean, that's all we're seeing. We're seeing a, we're seeing a hurt, tragic person. Either we're seeing a sick person that is off his meds, which, and again, there's nothing wrong with needing some fucking meds. Like genomes are weird all the time. So um, either we're seeing that or we're seeing somebody that's fucking playing you and they're playing you and you're not getting Dark Twisted Fantasy. So. Nope. You're not getting, you're not getting the Kanye that you fell in love with. You're not getting any of that. So. Just, it's just, just it's accept it. it. Just accept it. It's yeah. It's like it's it's not worth it. Yeah. But anyway, like I just yeah. I I feel like that that's that's at this point that's all Kanye's good for at this point. Just opening up dialogue to mental illness or how gullible people are. And I yeah. And that was that was really that was really my only question. I was wondering like how long can a person be a genius before we say all right enough is enough? Like how long does that's your genius true. card last? As long as people are, as long as people are still super invested in all that stupidness, and I'm just gonna be honest, it's stupid to me. Like uh, in our group chat, we we have Zar, yeah, who's the homie. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Zar. Shout out to Zar. Um, he he was posting couple of the stuff and i was just like i don't really care for this like, oh yeah I, he was breaking that shit down yeah yeah, yeah 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 and i just i just kind of just stopped opening up the group chat because oh. anytime i opened it and i saw it i was just like i don't care like, oh for the record Zara's trolling that's why when i said oh, no, when no, i no, said no. why are you why, why are you like yeah. this i really wanted to say this is why task acts the way he does but that's no, something I, else entirely. no i know for sure but i'm just saying i'm just saying the same people that so for Zar, I know Zar. So, I but there's people that are doing Zarr. that. There's there people that are people doing that, that for genuinely real. doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. And I'm just trying to show the two different type of people. Like I'm Absolutely. the person that's just like I don't care, and then you have the other people that are really will are invested in it. And like, yo, he's speaking truth. He's doing all this other stuff. Yeah. All right, whatever. All right, yeah. cool. My drunk shout uncle to, speaks truth too. Yeah, so shout I mean. out to you. Pretty much. Uh, before we get into a bigger topic or the other big topic, let's do some quick shit. Uh, Nikki's yeah. having a kid. Congrats. Congrats to Nikki. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's all, all I, I got for that. it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, J. Cole put out two songs. J. Cole, J. Cole put out two, two Molotov cocktails. I sleep on J. Cole. Pause. I don't know why I do it. There's really no reason for me to do it. Um, recently, he had a statement where he said one of the reasons that he doesn't collaborate with a lot of artists is due to two things. Um, the competitive ego that he has and his um, anxiety for being his insecurities. I, I, will, I will fucking buy whatever J. Cole puts out next. I will say this. I heard those two tracks that he put out. And man... If I have to go off of both of those, one was way more lyrical to me than the other. The Lion King on Ice one was just fire to me. But what, the, what, which was that? The first one or the second? The one? second one. The second one. I love yo. I yes, thought I thought the first I, one was Venom. The second one was The Feels. It was no. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying the second one was oh, more okay, fire yeah. to me, 
But okay. the first one was way more lyrical to me. So, like, if I'm going, it, it like, fed both sides of what you're looking for in music. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for yeah. lyrics, because, like, the one thing that people always forget is that J. Cole's a lyricist. Like, first. he's not, he's, he's, he's good at storytelling. He's a lyricist. And then recently, he decided to really try to step up to, like, adjusting some of his music to kind of fit the newer music yeah which was some of the knock on him throughout his career was that he wasn't stepping up his music to fit the times but he's like different man like that 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 uh the lion king on ice to me was just one that if i could put a playlist together that drake's pop star like those tracks would be on that one I haven't heard Bob Star yet. Oh, it's fire. To me, to me, that, that I, one was fire. I've been I've been shitting on Drake this uh well, we're going into the weekend, but I'll be shitting on Drake this weekend because I won't listen. Not not because you told me to, because now that you told me to, I will listen to it, but I'm gonna listen to it on Monday because I'm gonna spend this whole week shitting on Drake because of that freestyle that he put out. Oh where he man. looks like you said. I don't looks even like want Hamza. to listen. let's Let's yeah. not let's not talk about that one right now. I don't but, get no. We got to talk about uh, that because okay, I don't get it. Gonna, and, let's finish the J Cole yeah. one first. Oh, but, but yeah, that was that's what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that J Cole for a, a lot of the time we for some reason we always say the big three. J Cole, I try very much to give J Cole his props. J Cole, um, Drake, Kendrick. J Cole, Drake, Kendrick. But we usually go back and forth with Kendrick and and Drake just because they're symmetrically different their their dichotomy is a little different um but however however you want to say top two but i'm not too whichever however you want to stack them j cole these two songs have proven why j cole is in that big three and why he shuts a bunch of guys that should in fact be in that argument down I, I totally understand why we don't put Big Sean there, why we don't put Wale there. I know how you feel about Wale. And actually, I feel the same as well. But I understand why he's not there due to how elusive and consistent J. Cole is. That is that yeah. is a hard combination to be. And I, to be honest, I, Wale should be that. And I, I think I think what what helps J. Cole now is that everything is produced by J. Cole. The Lion King on Ice, that was produced by T Minus. Okay. Go T Minus. Shout out and, to T Minus. And T Minus did a bunch of tracks on um KOD. So yeah. like on the last album. So like I think the prop people had a problem with everything just being J. Cole. Yeah, Written, produced, hooks, everything was J. Cole. J. Cole's there putting out his own uh, flyers, Facts, making the right? making the backgrounds himself. It was like that's up the chairs like, at the shows. It was like J. Cole thought it was like still mixtape era, where he had to like write, produce, sell his own mixtapes, all this yeah. other stuff. But like J. Cole's doing, J. Cole does his own hair. I, I, he does everything, right? Actually, like, you know, the fun fact: J. Cole really he he carries his own bags. I don't get it. You can't be this rich and talented, and man, I I hate I hate rich talented great lyricist people that are also nice people too i but fucking you, hate it i love chaotic worst, rappers i don't like this this is weird you know the worst part about the whole situation too to me was that when he came up with that statement about the insecurity yeah i was like i get it 
But Cole, you went on a monster run of features. He did. But I, I still monster. I know. Uh, I'm, I'm saying I totally get it. But I was like that run that he did on features. I think it was last year, or the year before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he yeah. was on, when he when he was on Royce's album, yeah, he was it on Twenty One Savage album. album. I was like, Fuck, holy, that verse was good. That the, song was good, but that verse, like at one point when you saw a featuring J Cole, you had to listen to it. Yeah. Not because not because of the fact that it was J Cole, was because he was on that monster run yeah. of killing everybody that was on yeah. the beat that he featured on but i will i will say this i do get the idea of his insecurities because one he wants to be the best and everyone puts him in that top three category or at least that top five category because we really can't count out a lot of these other guys right but arguably top five you can't well sorry not even not arguably he is top five current period the only absolutely the only thing is i get it when a lot of people tell you that, but you also hear the competition's name a lot. Like when you're when you're rapping your ass off and you still hear Kendrick come up a lot, you still hear Big Sean come up a lot, I get it. But then when, when again, these hives and these fans, when they get the yelling, when you're rapping your ass off and all of a sudden you find yourself in the, the, the top five conversation and it's... Uh, and it's a uh, slime, uh, little baby, gonna, J Cole. Like it's hard because J Cole puts himself mentally in a place where yep. I know. Like I mean, I don't want to speak for him, but if I was J Cole, I put myself mentally in a place where it's like I know what those I know what those niggas is good at. But if I go over here in my J Cole J Cole bag, you need to compare me to Wale if you're gonna compare me to anybody. And if you're not doing that, I mean, and if you try to do that, I'm going to go over here into this other bag. And then you're going to have to talk to me about Kendrick. And then I can go over, like, J- I know J. Cole feels like he can bang with any of those guys one-on-one. So I do get that idea where it's, he is, at this point, he's so good and he's so versatile without using that mega marketing machine that Drake uses it that that can that can throw you off when you are when you are literally good at all the facets of rap when you can again the way you said it when you can rock with Royce the five nine then turn around and do a twenty one savage record and still be you and still and have to talk fire about, yeah that 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 can that can jinx you because you know then that, it's like you, what do I what do I have to do like I'm doing everything what do I have to do for you not to for you not to sit me with anyone else. Because I'm killing everyone Everything. at their yeah. thing. You can't sit me with these guys. But and I'm not changing. I'm not changing my. I'm not changing my flow. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm being. I'm not J. selling Cole. out. I'm. I'm doing. Every record but, is J Cole. Every rec- Every record has a mentionable. Every record can be recited by a girl. Every record can a a a, a former D boy. If you play it for him, he's gonna say I'm a young gangster. Like pick one. I can fuck with them. Like being so good at all of those things can be very off-putting. And I, that, that sounds like really snobbish. No, <laughs> like, it's not. But... It's not. It's the truth. It's a... yeah. one, of, one of the things that I will say about J. Cole, which I think that he also needs to realize, is that out of the big three, mm. 
he more organically grew his core than anybody else. When he was, and I know that might sound like ridiculous, but I, yeah, I don't, was, you, you got to show me your work. Continue. So he was doing a dollar in a dream tour where he would just pop up to cities and he would drop a location okay, and the fans would have to show up there and it was only a dollar to get in to see I him perform. You. I feel you. Okay. Like his core, like he built his core base solidly off of like true being a core base. So like yeah. Drake had his Drake had his base in Toronto, but then he had a co-sign from Wayne. Yeah. Drake right? Drake had Drake inherited Wayne's base and Wayne was the Wayne was the biggest fucking rapper in the world. Yeah, and like that's not Wayne. a knock to that's not a knock to Drake or anything. Absolutely I'm not. Just saying, like I'm just saying, being like, able being able to take over an artist like Wayne's fan base and run with it is something different because we we've, we've seen that Memphis Bleak didn't get Jay Z's fans, nope. and Conniver did not get Eminem's fans. Murphy like, Lee didn't get Nelly's fans. Nelly's, like, exactly. We, like we can go through it, all of them. Like you, it takes a lot to to live. It takes a lot to live up to your co-signed mentor and actually take the torch and have a run like that. It, it, it takes a lot to be like a direct descendant and co-signed by the guy that was the shit. And now for you to have a run like this and continue to be and, in the top three. And I know people are going to say, okay, so he had a Jay-Z co-sign. But to tell you the truth, when, when everything that was doesn't to, mean shit. When, I, I don't mean to cut you off, up, but I, I know, I, I know, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying that cosign doesn't mean shit. Like when, J. Cole did not sell a brick. Like we're not. Exactly. That's not where we're at. Like it was, th- a, di- it was a different situation. It was a yeah. different. It was a different everything. It was so like, like yeah. It was I, like it was the respect factor, and it was like okay, I'll fuck with it. But if you're not selling a brick, those Jay Z fans are not like a lot of those Jay Z fans are not fucking with this. And yeah, you can't. You can't be the college. You can't be the college person and selling yeah. the college fans. And yeah. that Jay Z feature mean, means that yeah. much to you because on top of that, Jay Z burnt that Jay Z burnt that college fans co-sign with Kanye. Yeah. So I mean, what are we talking about? So like, ideally, I say that Cole grew his fan base out of the top three more organically than the rest of them. I definitely but, feel that now. But, and I think at that point too, it's a different the fandom that you get is completely different compared to the other three because your core fan base are like, yo, you can't talk to me negative about J. Cole. But at yeah. the same time, if he's not, he doesn't put out music as consistently as the, as um, Drake, right? Definitely. And then Kendrick, because Kendrick had the aftermath and then TDE. And then once he put out. Yeah, he uh, had a whole squad, a whole team. Like, he, yeah. Yeah. And then he, he doesn't have to put out his own album. He could be featured on a Schoolboy Q or a, a yeah. Isaiah Rashad or a, or a Ab Soul album, Sir or Ab Soul, yeah, J Rock. Like you, these aren't these are no names, right? So even when J Cole is featured on certain people's albums, it's usually he's like usually the biggest artists. guy. It's like yeah, yeah Ari Lennox, uh, Earth yeah. Gang, yeah, Jid, Jid, like whichever yeah. one, like. So like I was gonna ask you, which one is it? <laughs> like I'm pretty heard, sure he doesn't care, but I've heard both. So like I, I just keep I, it I, with both. Yeah. But like, he should he should nickname himself both. I think that'd be hilarious, but that's that'd just be, me. that'd be fire. So actually I think I think Earth Gang should do it because they they Earth Gang 
Earth Gang is the only group of rappers that I don't think I've listened to an entire body of work front to back, but I would I know for sure I would hang out with them for an entire day. Oh, I've listened to one of their one of their uh, albums. It might be an album mix. I don't know what I consider whatever anymore, but they're all projects. It was yeah. Well, I listened to one of their projects, and they're dope. It's just they, they are dope. It's just they're also under, like we said, one of the top three biggest names, and then yeah. it's different because he his fan base is a lot different than the rest of them. So they don't get the national national play like yeah. that Dreamville. Uh, Revenge of the Dreamville. That was a fire album. The, yeah, Revenge of the Dream, and and that's another thing too because he, I feel like he encourages his artists to just be themselves. So like again, uh, Ransom, Jid, Ari Lennon, none of them are alike. They even when they even when they get together, if some you like can if somebody hear told the me, difference. yeah, if somebody can, told me, hey, you know these guys don't really hang out that much together, I'd be like, yeah, I believe it. They they when they get together, they they're fire, but you're not going to tell me that this is, this is chic and, and, and styles P like, exactly. you're not going to tell me that, but I mean, for all I know, they probably are for all I know, they could be best friends, but. It, and they all live in, they all come from different cities. They all come yeah. from the thing. They just might, they the just whole get, revenge of the dream belt. They just, they, get go fucking in, they just, busy. they just go get busy and that's it. Like, I ain't mad at that. We are having are like not. a super rap fest. <laughs> But yeah, um, shout out to J. Cole. He put out fire. Um, he fire, put, fire, he, fire. He, he put out two fire. He put out two fucking fire records. Um, I really hope that everyone that's arguing about the big three takes notice to that. Um, I will on Monday. I'll go back and I'll listen to uh, what was it called? Two Keys and Popstar or Grease and Popstar. Oh no, it's called Popstar. Popstar and Grease. I'm gonna I'm gonna go listen I'd, to those. I'm two. not a big fan of the Grease record i'm a fan of the pop star record I, okay then i will i will i'm gonna go listen to pop star and i'm gonna find out whether or not i fuck with that because i'm not fucking with this new record i don't i don't i don't get it i was having a conversation with um i was having a conversation with somebody and they're like you're see I, I get i get upset about this argument because they were like that the music's not for you that that's what that's what she told me she's oh, like no. but that record's not yeah. for you and i was like that's fine but I have functioning ears. Like you're not gonna tell me like so Which are I, the, the 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 freestyle. Other, I, I the freestyle? The, yeah, Hamza. Yo, and, at and one point Joseph. I heard it felt like Drake went off beat. It he, like, no, it didn't feel it like was, he went off beat. He was off beat. I, I like, don't know why. Like guys, like here's like, here's the thing. About? I was I was looking at so this is my thing. I only heard listened to it once, right? Just because I I couldn't I couldn't listen to it again to be honest yeah. with you, and I was thinking, okay, is it this is this the Eminem type thing where Eminem tries to catch a beat that's not part of the four count beat? You know what but, I mean? Like, but that's because because M because M, M does that. Like M he will, does. But the I'm problem like, with that is M M falls off the beat. But if you listen long enough. He's actually on the beat. He just chose you'll, something different. Yeah, you'll hear and the part Eminem, that he catches. So what are you gonna fucking yeah. tell him? Yeah, that's not what he was. Like, I mean, sure. I mean, I guess he was. There's different. He was consistently off beat, and niggas is trying to tell me that's a that's a flow, that's a style. Like, sure, I guess it is, but I mean, like, I mean, we also saw. We it, also it saw. Is a, it is a style because I heard it in Lil Uzi Vert's last project. I heard him go off beat a bunch of tracks. And like I was 
Like, okay. So, so like for me and you, who's who, for those that don't know, I used to rap like way back in the day, but like for me and you, when we used to sit down and like write our, like write the tracks and stuff. Yeah. We always used to choose a four beat. It might not be the same four beat, but we chose a four beat to to write. We chose to. we we chose a we, we chose the beat on the beat. Yeah, and it's one of the benefits of getting to choose your beat. I think it's <laughs> I think that's what makes it hard for me to like li- listen to a couple of tracks on Uzi's album, and then made it difficult for me to listen to the freestyle because I was like, I don't know what beat he, you're trying to catch. Like at one point, it just sounded like rambling to me, and I can't listen to that because it's just Facts. like, like if it's a podcast and somebody rambles, then I get it, right? Because there's like, no beat in the back to like yeah, to give you structure. Yeah, but for me, like mentally, I'm listening to it and I'm like, I don't know what you're catching, and this is just it's like, off-putting, blowing blowing my mind right now. Like because I'm trying to figure out instead of listening to what you're actually saying, I'm trying to figure out what beat you're on now. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. And I, I understand that. And that's, that, that is correct. But I think, I think the second, and the second fold to this, this Drake debacle is, I think I'm sick of this whole talk of, I don't think he deserves to be in the top three anymore. When, when we're comparing him to J. Cole. I don't know. I got this. Kendrick. The the only reason I said the only reason I say that is because without reading the album liner, you cannot for a fact say that he wrote this new freestyle and he wrote Grease and he wrote Popstar. I understand that or I understand like we just talked about how versatile J. Cole is. We we just talked about, I mean, I, I've always given props to Kendrick for being able to do a lot of different eclectic things and then do rapidy rap. Like he is also versatile. And I will also give it to Drake. Drake is versatile too. But one yes. of my gifts is I can listen to somebody and be like, I think I, I have a very good chance of knowing where this pen has been before. This freestyle mm, that Drake just put out, if somebody came up to me and said, oh, yeah, no, Drake didn't write that, I'd be like, yeah, bet. It should never be that way. It should never be that way. And anybody that's telling anybody that's telling me, even the hardcore Drake fan, any hardcore Drake fan that listens to this is not going to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, no, that totally sounds like something Drake would do. Fam, this totally sounds like something he would commission. Not that I even find anything wrong with that because I love Beyonce. I love Rihanna. They don't write all their own shit. And I'm, I, and me personally, I'm over the whole, he didn't write it. He didn't that, but it's a, di- you're in a different zone now. If Drake I wants feel, to be compared to, if yeah. Drake wants to be compared to Rihanna, be compared to Beyonce, that's still stiff competition. If Drake wants to be, that's stiff competition to be compared to, but that's the slot you're in. No, we, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's I a weird it. place to be. And and again, that is no knock against him because again, he's the biggest fucking superstar in the world, and he 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 makes great. I I don't care what anybody says, he makes great music. And when I hear him and I hear his pen on something, that nigga gets busy. And when I hear his when I hear him just borrowing somebody else's stuff, I mean, that's a collaborative effort. 
Kanye West, Kanye, like we said, Kanye West made at least, at the very least, two classics, and he didn't pen all that shit. What the fuck am I gonna do? Forfeit his genius title? No. Nigga's still a genius. He's still nah, creative. But I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. But anyway, that's my, that's my Drake rant. Um, uh, Rihanna put out a Fenty line, uh, a Fenty skin clothing, uh, Fenty clothing. What the fuck is wrong with me? A Fenty. <laughs> <laughs> skin line uh so um actually i heard that uh, a friend of mine told me about this and uh she was like oh yeah rihanna's putting out a, a skincare line i was like i don't care is it for men she's like yeah men i was like oh shit really she's like yeah i saw a picture with um asap rocky and i said how do you know it's for men <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> no it took, it took me a second to, to get it but yeah no you're you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know what I don't know what to do with that information. Uh, does ASAP still rap? I don't know, man. The last record I even heard from from Trap Lord was "Look at Me Now." Unless I'm not paying attention, I like Ferg too. But I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, don't know. You, I, I always think that's weird too. Like we always like. We love an artist because ASAP was put in that position to be like in that argument, right? Like we had our top three. We pretty much knew that. And ASAP was ASAP was one of those people that might be able to break that threshold. ASAP, uh, Big Sean, Wale with a little bit more consistency and stuff like that. But I don't know the last time ASAP was doing anything. I don't know, man. The last thing I know from ASAP was when he told the story about when he was getting into a fight in jail. So, like, I can't, I can't even, I can't even. around semen. Yeah, like, I can't, I can't, I don't know, man. Like, that, I'm really trying to come up with words, but, like, all I can say is I don't know, man. I, I don't know either. But uh, shout out to, shout out to Riri. Um, yeah, we're, ne- we're never getting that album. I'm, I'm sick of everybody saying that they want that album. Come on, guys. Ariana Grande exists. We really don't need that. I'd love the Rihanna album, but we don't need that album. I don't know why anybody thinks we still do. Because um, it's Rihanna. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't know. I, I, Like I said, I like my chaotic artist chaotic. Rihanna is being a fashion icon and still dragging people on the internet. I love it. I'm here for it. That's all I need. Um uh, I heard that the Rona messes with uh, men's fertility and can be sexually transmitted. So, task, look the fuck out. I told him. You did. You called it. See, that, that just goes to show. I keep telling you guys that people listen to this podcast. Even the Rona listens to this podcast. Took, was taking uh, hints from naps. So, I got a question for you. What's up? Did you end up watching the Daylight Tay Rock Battle? I did not. I got oh, wild busy. Yeah, no, you gotta watch it. I'm telling you for sure, for sure, for sure. You gotta watch it. Yeah. Well, I'm good. I'm definitely. Well, now I'm definitely gonna watch it because I'm gonna have to listen to this pop star record and the uh, and the uh, Grease record. And if the Grease record does not get, because uh, I heard it was okay, but I mean, if it sounds, if it sounds anything like this freestyle, I'm gonna need some like chaotic aggressive niggas to no it it, it doesn't is more of sing-songy drink ah uh, okay i'm gonna yeah. skip it yeah 
uh, what else we got? Uh, also, uh, Country Grammar just turned 20 years old. So, uh, yeah. We're old. Yeah, we're fucking old. <laughs> Pretty much, that's all I, that's all that's, I got yeah, That's that. all I got there, but uh, yeah. Yay, Country Grammar. Uh, Cardi B has no management. Cardi B's lawyers have been dealing with her management for quite some time. It's crazy because Migos just came out and said they uh, didn't make a, they lost a bunch of millions on it. And it's just one of those ones where you just don't actually know exactly what the situation is. So like, I don't want to talk uh, too much on it. Yeah. I, because, I yeah, I just, like I, like I, I feel like it's a, uh, that's it's a strange situation. Where, yeah. That's a strange situation. We're losing. We we we're losing uh, a voice in the culture. A voice of uh, like we're losing fun music, good music, fun music, and also there is a couple of families that are going to be in a weird situation where money's not coming in or money's being diverted to what, it, however they decide to do this. So that sucks for them. Uh, I really just bring it up because I think it kind of starts to connect a few dots for me because. Me and Kino have had this conversation where Kino was telling me that Cardi is cold, which I can't really argue that anymore. But I feel like Cardi's, the quality of music that Cardi put out right after um, Invasion of Privacy um, was relatively the same. Money was relatively where she should be with her career. Um, Pressed was pressed was a try of, of returning to the more aggressive ratchet cardi without with keeping it polished like basically her her career her, the singles for her career t- trajectory made sense and they did not happen the way that they should now if the fans don't gravitate towards a record especially of an artist of cardi's caliber it makes sense that that's when the label steps in and whether this is true or not, I don't know. I love you, Cardi, but artists of Cardi's caliber having a miss like that, the label just steps in and buys the records because the fans need an extra push. When you see a number two record or a number three record and then they play it and they're like, hey, this is fire, it should go to number one. Like, this, it's kind of how these things work. I think it For looks... Not having management kind of makes sense that some it of makes those perfect sense get a boost. But I also look at it from a different aspect mm-hmm. because I look at it from an uh, aspect of fans may not want to invest into a song if they don't actually feel the album's coming with it. So like, okay. so I feel like everyone kind of felt like a Cardi album wasn't going to be coming out shortly after that song came out. So it's like, why invest in it? Like, yeah, uh, Bodak Yellow caught, and then a while after Invasion of Privacy came out. Yeah, but that, that was, was more just grassroots. A, that was a that was grassroots situation yeah. compared to okay. now you're on this fan base, right? Because like Press came out, and then shortly, a- I believe it was shortly after they said she was going to be in Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. So like right. okay. her career trajectory just went a different direction at that point so i just don't feel like the fans actually felt like okay more music is coming after this so i think i think you're i think you're giving the fans a lot of credit i wouldn't say too much credit because i mean there there's definitely people that think that way um i don't know if i don't know if cardi's fans are that 
savvy to be like, well, she's going to be in the movie, therefore we might not get an album. I feel like it's kind of like the same, it's kind of like the thing we were talking about, Kanye, the more eyes that are looking at you for any particular thing, if something slips, hurry up and blurt out about this. So if her record slipped, but the but enough eyes are looking at it, let's talk about the, let's talk about the movie then let's slap this on the soundtrack of the movie. You're definitely going to get more music afterwards. So, I mean, I think, I feel like it could go either way, but I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, we kind of, we kind of can see it doesn't matter whatever our theories are. The records did not work. Yeah. I just find that it's there. Is, it, it does make a little bit more sense to me to know that the same management team that had a hand in um, her first album that fucking it won the Grammy, right? Uh, I believe so. Well, or it was nominated. One, yeah, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two, like that, just a, that, that Grammy, that, I mean, Grammy, that album that made her, that was just a reinforcement of how big of a star that she could but be. But you also switched managements after. That, that's exactly what I was saying. The fact that she switched management after, so the management that had their hands in that are not a part of her career going forward, it kind of does make a little bit of sense to why the, why the trajectory is off. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was neat. Um, wow. I feel like we kind of covered everything. Yeah, I think so. Like, I was trying to think of a certain thing. Oh, um, so... I want to say shout out, but also I don't like it. So the Canadian government denied the Blue Jays from playing in Toronto. And the supposed home that they were going to go to to play at home games was going to be the same field that the Pittsburgh... Uh, I feel bad right now because I'm forgetting their name. Uh, but Oh, Pittsburgh oh, Pirates. Pirates. I don't, know why, I don't know why I went immediately with the Penguins. I don't know what's wrong with me. No, Penguins is my Penguins is my hockey team still. Sidney Crosby, Mario Lemieux, back in the day. Yeah, um, uh, I think uh, I think uh, uh, Kino rocks with them too. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's that's like the only team that me and Kino agree with. Um, <laughs> but the Pittsburgh Pirates, they were supposed to play home games there. That was going to be the home for them. Yeah. And Pittsburgh now has said that they can't their Pittsburgh government came out and said that they can't play home games there either. So Toronto Blue Jays are still looking for home field. Damn. I thought and how so recent they were gonna, was this? Uh the Pittsburgh one came out on Wednesday that they weren't gonna be able to play mm, home Okay, yeah, yeah. But it I was shortly was it was shortly after they announced that they were gonna be playing at Pittsburgh. Okay. So yeah. They announced it and then couple of hours later said that they're not going to be able to play there. So like it's, it's a shorter season. It's only 60 games compared to 182 that they normally do. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of games. Yeah. But it's like three games in a row. Like they play like three games back to back with the same team and then they go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I want to shout out the Toronto, um, shout out the Canadian government for knowing that that's a risk because they're not, so baseball isn't playing in a bubble like uh, yeah. hockey yeah. or basketball. So like, there's a lot of risk of people getting the virus and then bringing it back over. Yeah. So like, I understand the safety about it, but now yeah. it's just putting a lot of pressure on Toronto to find the actual home team. And it's not like they have fans in the stadium, so it's just making it a little bit more difficult, but 
Yeah. Nah, that's unfortunate. I kind of want uh, – I'm, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but baseball does mean summer, especially in the, especially in the city. And baseball, summer, like the more things that we have being normal, the, it just feels like the faster we can get back to normal. So not having baseball is, is, is just a blow to the, just the morale and just a setback for just all of this shit. It, it just, it just a re-reminder, not that we, not that we aren't, uh, not that we don't need a re-reminder at all times that, you know, you should wash your hands and wash your ass, but it's, it's, yeah, it sucks. Not having yeah. baseball just, it just sucks. It just doesn't just a, feel like It's just a different, yeah, it's just a different feel to it. And it's kind of like, if you need a reminder that the virus is still around, that is your reminder that the virus is still around. Yeah. 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 Fucking sucks. Yep. Uh, also want to say, once again, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. His birthday was this week, too. Yep. Happy so. birthday, Pop Smoke. Um, and rest in peace. I'm, I'm still playing a couple of songs off that album. No, the album the album wasn't bad at all, man. Like, the album's fun. The, and the a, lot, a lot of the girl... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a couple. I was, I was thinking that it was gonna the the deluxe version was gonna be a bit of a harder. A lot of the other records back on that we didn't get. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know why we become obsessed with that. Like we turn around. Well, they did. They did put the young gun, the young Doug and Gunna record on there. Yeah, I am happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, I am happy about that. I they still... did. They did too. They I, did put that one on. I still wish we got that. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I get it. To talk about something else that are exclusive to this podcast, so yeah. marriage boot camp. <laughs> you didn't even give me a chance. So, Naps, do you got recommendations? <laughs> this isn't part of my recommendations. This is just, this is just my regular review. Um, so I watched last week's episode. Yeah. And Willie from pause. Willie from uh day twenty six. <laughs> day twenty six, yeah. Uh his, his he got into a fight with Hazel E's boyfriend on the show. Okay. And the punches were swung. Uh Did anybody Willie lost. Uh... And just for Kino because he's not here this week. Um, so corrupt pretty much missed the whole show because he drank for the past two <laughs> days and <laughs> and didn't eat, so he had to end up going to the hospital. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> that bitch told you to eat and go to your fucking bed, and you didn't listen. He didn't listen, and then. And then Dr. Ish looked at him and realized that, man, you need some help. You need fluids. You need all that stuff. So sent him to the doctor. So pretty much the whole episode, he was out of it. And if he was in it, he was just lying in his bed. <laughs> Make sure you continue to watch Marriage Boot Camp every, every week. This show is absolutely amazing. You know the that worst is part nuts. is I've had people hit me up. I've had people hit me up and say, yo, where can I watch Marriage Boot Camp? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you 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 just need to hurry up and get a deal and stop talking shit about Hazelie 
or I need to stop talking shit about Hazel Lee because I know she listens to this podcast and she's you you want to get that uh you want to get that promo in. So my bad, Hazel. All I all I'll say is marriage boot camp this season is the greatest season that's ever happened because you just don't know what's going to happen at all. They one of the their challenge for this week was that they had to learn a dance move and then they switch partners. Like uh, oh, okay. Dr. Ish made them dance. Like it was like seductive dance at one point. Yeah. And then that's what caused like the whole fight. It was like Willie had to dance with uh, uh, um, Hazel Lee and Willie's wife hates Hazel Lee. And then an <laughs> argument happened because of that. And then a fight happened because of that. And yeah, corrupt just wasn't there. So all we can say is keep watching Marriage Bootcamp because this show is so amazing. So kill me. That is all types of crazy. But fuck it. This is where we're at. I don't even think there's anything else I can say much more than go watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Naps, you, uh, other than Marriage Bootcamp being the greatest of all time, you got any recommendations? Um, okay. So, I'll say this. I've been watching <laughs> the Titan Games. For those that don't oh, know, it right, is right. The, Rock, the Rock Show. Uh, that man does not stop working. He doesn't. But what I will say is all the pros lose in the first week. All like the, pros? the pro, the pro athletes. Cause, it, cause they have regular people with like a background story mm. and then they have to go against each other. And then the winner faces like a pro in the mm. first week. And if they beat the pro, then they become the Titans. Right. Oh, okay. Like the pros always lose. Like, wait, so uh, the pros, do they have like, are they like, off i was gonna say off duty football players are they like uh do they currently have a career in their pro sport all right so so they have different so right now they're in the east they're doing east regionals right so it's west west regionals already happened then they go east and then they um i think they go north and south Mm. and then at the end whoever are titans they compete and then they went i think it's like 10 20 or $100,000, something like that, right? Mm. And But it's like physical physical things. But like in the East, it was Tyron Woodley, who's a UFC fighter, and Olympian, I forget what her name is. And they lost in the first, first round. And then they have to go back. And so they stay around until the end of the, the finale. And mm. then whoever wins the final of that regional, they get to go on to compete. Like the first one was was uh Victor Cruz and I don't remember Victor I'm Cruz. Why does that name sound familiar? Uh, New York Giant. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, receiver. yeah, okay, yeah. So like, well, of course he's so gonna like, lose. He's gotta go back and he's got I'm stuff to go Ty- to. I'm saying Tyrone Woodley, who's a current UFC fighter, <laughs> like lost to a school teacher. <laughs> like, it's it's. One of those ones where it kind of makes like the pro athletes not look so good because they lose in the first round. But like the people that they bring on there, they have like inspirational stories. It'll be like they served in the army or they or they're like school teachers or stuff like that. So like it's good That's to crazy. see the journey of this journey. To, it's good to see the journey of the participants, like the yeah. regular people. Yeah. Like when they go against the pros and they just beat the pros, it's like, uh 
And the thing is, they've been competing all day and the pros just been watching them. And then they still lose. So, like, they're supposed to be the fresher ones. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, but it, that, that's crazy. But just, that's, like, that's super dope to see. The show is inspirational for, like, everyday people that want to get into fitness and understand why fitness is good for them and all that stuff. It promotes it. It's just crazy to see that they're losing, like, they're beating people that are, like, their job is pretty much supposed to be fitness. Like, they're supposed to be in shape, like, better shape than you. Like, that's what is, like, kind of promoted, you know? Yeah. So, like, I'll say watch the Titan Games and also watch Black Monday. They just Black Monday was uh, aired the finale. So Black Monday is oh the with Don, the Don, Don Cheadle and uh, Regina Hall Cookie. No, not Cookie. Cookie is Taraji P. Hansen. You're fucking uh, right. It's Regina Reg- Hall. Reg- Reg- it's, uh, oh Regina no, Hall. okay, I know Regina her. Regina yeah. Hall from Think Like a Man. All well, that stuff. Cookies um, from Think Like a Man too. They're in that one scene. Oh yeah, that is true. But no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. So. Uh, that show is absolutely amazing. They've done two seasons. It's a H- uh, Showtime show. It's about the Black Monday stuff that happened in the 80s that caused yeah. the stock market to crash. But they just, it's such a comedy, but it's still based off of what happened. That's dope. So I'll say watch that. There's two seasons of it worth the watch. I, I've been saying that I'm going to uh, get into it. Now for sure. Yeah, no, you watch you watch the first episode, you'll keep watching the rest of it. I'm telling you, it's so it's so out it's like so outrageous, but it's black comedy, but there's still a multicultural test uh cast on it. I do love so that like, shit. So like it's it's so it's like worth watching. There's a lot of uh fake cocaine sniffed in that show too. <laughs> hey, listen, um fake cocaine. I'm I'm with it. Uh every yeah, time no. Don Cheadle in, in comedic uh situations, I'm with it. Yeah, no, Black his Monday. character kills it. His character kills it. Black Money, I'm with it. I'm with it. Um Yeah, I think uh I think that's it for us. I think we're out of here, man. All right. That big full podcast. Not yeah, a lot of shit happened and we thought we, it was gonna be short. Yeah, I I well it it was it was uh yeah, it was supposed to be way shorter than this. But yeah. Well, good conversation leads to that, right? So exactly. Um, as always, you can find uh, Senator Naps at the Senator on Instagram. Uh, you can also uh, check out the Chat Room podcast on how is it the Chat the dot Chat Room pod. Um, so we release episodes every Tuesday, every Tuesday, uh, video and audio. So. Subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts, but also I'm always emphasizing for people to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we're trying to build up that foundation, and we have a lot of big plans. We've already planned out the next two months with guests and all that stuff. So just look out for what we're about to do next. Dope. Sounds like a bit of a show off, but I'm with it. Non, we are we have the we have the not so chat room podcast coming out next the week. The not so, so like chat room podcast, I like that. That's fire. Um, as always, uh, you can reach myself at not so soft pod on Instagram. Why don't you guys go ahead and uh, flood Kino's uh, DM with where is he? Yeah, I'm where pretty, you at? I'm I'm pretty sure he's in Miami by now. That man, that man heard that they might build a wall and. He-
<laughs> yeah, he was worried. He found a way. Yo, listen, if there is a Latin woman on the other side of that wall, he will find a way up, over, around. There is no Michael Jackson song that can stop him from that because Kino wants to be starting something. So if you want if you want to know how somebody can create an airplane, it's not just the Wright brothers. <laughs> Kino the Kino the Great has done it too. Exactly. You just have to have the right sisters in the right place and he'll exactly. find the right way over. Uh, exactly. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm stupid. Um. So yeah. Man, when he when he when he hears the ending of this podcast, he's gonna be so mad. But yeah, we'll never be able out, to tell. He's too mysterious to, to shout out Kino and his uh, non-informative lifestyle. Exactly. If that is even his real name. This has been the Not So Soft Podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And be careful out this motherfucker. We'll see you next week. Be safe.